and one day she discovered that she was fierce, and strong and full of fire, and that not even she could hold herself back because her passion burned brighter than her fears, Mark Anthony. I wonder if anyone who has their grandmother in their life ever wonders what it's like to never have one? Are they thankful for her? Same for a grandfather. I've lived with many types of fear in my life, as we all have but I've also been working at freeing myself from fear so I can live a happier more prosperous life. Some people say fear stands for false evidence appearing real but my reasons for fear are real. There has been nothing false about them. Fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. I always had a dream of meeting my biological grandmother who resides in Leon, Iowa. I found out she was alive and well in 2010 and during that time my mind has been tormented on wishing I could go see her and meet her at least one time. I have never met a biological grandparent and she is the only one who is still living. I made two attempts to go see her in the past and both failed at the hands of my biological father. He made the choice for himself to reject me after two meetings. At one point he promised me he would take me to meet her in 2011. I drove all the way to Leon, Iowa from Kentucky and arrived only for him to tell me he changed his mind. He said he thought it would kill her. I was crushed, and the words kill her stuck with me all these years which has kept me away from trying to meet her on my own accord. Reality is, he didn't want his secret from 1974 of infidelity to his wife to get out. He was ashamed and it was easier for him to reject me than face his mistakes. He wasn't letting the cat out of the bag. I was still a dirty little secret. After all I was conceived out of an affair while he was married. After this huge disappointment in my life I had some years to think longer and harder about him making this choice for my grandmother. It never settled well with my spirit, which is quite fierce by the way. People can make choices for themselves but I find it totally unfair when someone makes a choice for another person, only thinking of themselves. Does anyone who does this understand they are robbing others of memories that can never be replaced? This has caused me more grief and anger in my entire lifetime than you could imagine, not to mention the pain from this played a huge part in my addiction issues for 27 years of my life. Perhaps this is why time is so important to me? Time spent is more valuable than anything. Visiting my grandmother continued to nag at my spirit. I have felt like all these years God was whispering, just go, just go. But fear. Another attempt I was able to call my grandmother and speak to her about coming to visit her. She was okay with the idea, and I told her I would come around Easter 2014. I suspect my birth father stood in the way of that visit because she stopped answering my phone calls and the phone number ended up disconnected soon after. It's hard to tell if he did it out of spite, or if it was when she had to move from independent living at her own apartment to assisted living. Either way my second attempt had failed. A few more years passed. During this time I would check Google at least once a month, sometimes weekly to see if she was still alive all the while searching for her obituary. This is something many adoptees do, especially when we've been shut out. My mind would wander about how I would respond if she had passed away and I never got to meet her. I would visualize being really angry, filled with rage, crying and screaming, even falling into a deep depression. Closed adoption stood in the way of me knowing this woman who I shared DNA with. Not our choice, but the choice made for us by others. I visualized myself having a complete mental and emotional breakdown if she had passed and I found her obituary on Google. My birth father didn't even know I existed because of the lies my birth mother told father unknown. 
I was given up for adoption without my birth father's consent and because of this my grandmother didn't know I existed for most of my life. Why should we be robbed of knowing one another because of other people's actions? Lies and secrets are never okay even in adoption. Lies hurt. This hurting is lifelong for adoptees. I'm almost 43 and the pain continues. See here when a birth mother lies and keeps secrets. Non-adoptees wouldn't have a clue about understanding this. Adoptees, I know you get it. They always say the third time is a charm, so here it is. After much praying, seeking advice and counsel from those close to me and from adoptees near and far I decided to make the trip to see and meet my grandmother for the first, and possibly last time. I knew if I didn't just pick a date I would never do it so June 24, 2017 was the day I was driving to meet her and lay eyes on her. A road trip I would never forget. I must admit my fear was still so great. I need to share I work with elderly for a living and I have been working with them for 12 plus years. I see how they sit and wait on their loved ones to come visit them. Most of them never get the visits they wait for, but they keep waiting. I knew in my heart of hearts I was going to bring nothing but love to my grandmother, but what if something more was waiting for me? I drove to Iowa on June 23rd and was able to see and hang out with one of my favorite cousins from my adoptive family. She was definitely a light for me at this emotional time. She took me to her dad's flower farm and he helped me handpick a special bouquet of flowers to take to my grandmother the next morning. It was beautiful to be able to do this. As the evening of June 23rd hit and I was ready to go to sleep the racing increased and thoughts of what if took over my mind. I actually ended up taking something to help me sleep because I knew if I didn't I wouldn't sleep at all. My mind was racing with thoughts like, what if they have me on the block list and I can't see her? Or what if my birth father is there and he throws me out? The fear wasn't from God. I know this but it took over and it was extremely difficult for me to move through the fear and do this anyway. At 6.15am on Saturday June 24th my alarm went off. Today was the day I had waited for for years. I was all the way across the country and I was going to meet my biological grandmother for the first time. No, she didn't know I was coming. I woke up and started to get ready. My anxiety was through the roof and more fear was setting in. My stomach started to hurt and it felt like it was in knots. The fear was so great at one point I almost said forget it. I almost didn't go, even after I drove all the way to Iowa for this. This might sound crazy but it was like God was giving me the push to just do it and push through my fear and go anyway. I seriously couldn't have done it without God in my life. My cousin said, there is no way I would do what you are about to do. Her soul is fierce, her heart is brave, her mind is strong, R.H. Sin. I continued on, packed up my car and left Iowa City, Iowa about 7.30 a.m. Leon, Iowa was three hours south of Iowa City less than Yah so I had another three-hour drive it did the nursing home my grandmother was at. That drive seemed like a 100-hour drive. My mind was racing on what I was going to do if my birth father was there or another family member. Not one of them has been accepting to me. I've only received rejection from my birth father's entire family so what would be different about my grandmother? Would she reject me too? Had my birth father ever talked to her about me? I actually talked to her on the phone to X over the years and shared with her who I was but it's hard to tell if she really understood what I was saying, but if I was to guess she received a pretty big clue I was her granddaughter. The closer I got to Leon, Iowa the, the more nervous I became. At one point I almost vomited when I stopped to use the restroom. 
The feeling I had is hard to describe but I was able to make a connection to this feeling is the same way I felt as a child when I was in and out of the hospital for stomach aches. Same exact feeling. I've heard lots of adoptees have had stomach issues. I was honestly taken back by this. The fear, anxiety and nervousness is the exact feeling I had growing up in my adoptive home which landed me in the hospital many times. I couldn't believe that I was feeling the same way going to meet my grandmother. It was triggering to be feeling the feeling that took me back to my childhood but. I continued on. I felt like God was saying go see her. Go see her. Lord knows I couldn't do something like this on my own strength and will. I was a hot mess. I pulled up at the nursing home, I grabbed the items I was taking into her, hand-picked. Uncle Ed Cardinal Flower Farm. Iowa City, Iowa. Flowers, a card and a letter, a photo album with pictures of me all the way back to my baby years. I prepared these things because if I was turned away at least I would have something to leave her. I had been praying all morning, Jesus take the wheel of this dream of mine and guide my steps. I walked to the doors which took me straight to the dining room. I was greeted by some nursing assistant aides as well as many of the residents. I asked politely if they could tell me which way Teeny James' room was and they pointed down the hallway and off I went. The closer I got to finding her room, the more anxious I felt. What if my birth father was there? What if one of my uncles was there? What if they threw me out? What if she didn't want to see me? Mind racing? Nauseous. Fear. I quickly found her room with her name on the door. There was no turning back now. I knocked softly, then I turned the doorknob and slowly opened the door. I peeked my head inside and saw the sweetest little lady who was relaxing in her automated recliner. I smiled big, and she smiled back. She saw the flowers and my smile and I'm pretty sure it was a comfort to her. Lord knows, all I wanted to do was bring her peace, love and comfort. As I opened the door further, I realized she was all alone and no one else was in the room with her. All the fear that has tormented me all these years and up until this moment lifted off me, and God's presence was all over that place. I continued to walk slowly towards her. I shut the door behind me so we could have some privacy and let her know I brought her some flowers and wanted to introduce myself. Be the light for all to see, Matthew 5:16. I got down on the floor so I could be close to her, I held her hand and I said, Hi there, I wanted to introduce myself, I'm Pam Jimmy's daughter. Jimmy is her son, I'm your granddaughter. I have always wanted to come meet you. I'm so sorry it's taken me so long but distance has kept me far away. Reality the secrets and lies in adoption have kept me away, I hope you don't mind but seeing you has always been a dream of mine. I was in Iowa and wanted to swing by to visit on my way back to Kentucky. She had a smile on her face, almost as if she couldn't believe it was anyone's dream to meet her. I pulled out a small photo album which had pictures of me when I was a baby, up until now. One by one she began to look at the pictures. She didn't turn them fast, she was taking her time. She smiled at many of them and when she made it to the last page, she said where is this? The photo was of me sitting by a waterfall in Kentucky and I let her know I had to hike many miles to reach it and that it was a hobby of mine. She said, I love to hike too. I smiled really big and I said, it must be in our DNA and she said you're right, it must. I asked her a few questions and shared some about myself. She was a hard-working woman and raised her family all while living off the land to survive. All my biological family on her side are gamers and hunters and love nature. This makes total sense to me as to why I've always loved being outdoors more than anything in this world.
I held my grandmother's hand and we compared our fingers. I began to take note of her condition, her characteristics and features. Her vision was so good, she is still reading small print books. She didn't have any hearing aids and could hear all the words I shared because her responses were accurate most of the time. She was using a walker to walk and seemed fairly independent. She will be 98 years old on August 10, 2017. My birthday is three days after hers. She showed me a quilt she was in the process of making, bright squares of all different patterns and colors. Can you believe she's still quilting at 97? As I got down beside her in her chair I knew that this might be the only time I get to see her in this lifetime. After all 97 years erased off the map because of other people's decision for my life, other people's decisions for our relationship. I couldn't help but wonder if anyone in the adoption equation thinks about the long-term impacts about adoption trauma, separation, loss, etc. Adoption impacts every area of the adoptee's life, for their entire life. Some days the grief and loss has been so great I didn't think I could continue on. My grandmother received my visit, it was one of the most amazing happiest moments of this lifetime. She shared about her life, and I shared about mine. She was a bit tearful in parts of what she was sharing but I just held her hand and listened to her words. Here I was, meeting my biological grandmother for the first and only time. I'm 43, and I can't help but share that God has always known my deep desire to lay eyes on this woman at least one time. It's always something that has nagged at my spirit and it's never stopped. My greatest hope was also my greatest fear. But God. I would like to share with my fellow adoptees reading that God knows our hurts, He knows our hearts, and to never give up hope in finding your family. Be persistent and don't give up in reaching the people and places you believe are so far away. The fact I was able to meet my grandmother is nothing short of a miracle and dream come true for me. I urge you to take your own steps in making your dreams come true because no matter how it turns out it's up to me and you. Action must follow our desires, and God knows our hearts. If He did it for me, He can do it for you. Dreams really do come true. Wish. Do. This slideshow requires JavaScript. Pamela A. Coronova. Adult Adoptee.